Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to God is Gray, the podcast. Although I, as a Christian, believe that God resides in absolute truth, in black and white, we as people are stuck here on planet Earth contending with the gray. In church, gray areas often cause dissension, anger, and even hate. But on this platform, I welcome open dialogue, variety of opinion, and differing belief systems. God is Gray is meant to teach, inform, and simply trade stories with kindness, love, and mutual respect. If you have a story or perspective to share, please reach me, Brenda Marie Davies, at GodIsGrayXO at gmail.com. To support the cause and be a part of our community, donate to patreon.com slash goddessgray. Now, on to the episode. Hi, Hi beautiful, beautiful people. people. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to share a conversation between me and my number one YouTube bae, Mr. Atheist, aka Jimmy Snow. For any of you not familiar, but I feel like a lot of you are, Jimmy and I cultivated a very beautiful relationship. Um, I originally reached out to you and asked if you wanted to have a conversation and promised that I would keep it nice and civil. And you yeah. were like, that's weird. Usually I have to promise people I'll keep it civil. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are going to dive into our feud that has been mm -hmm. going on for the last couple weeks. We're fighting. We're fighting big time. This is because I saw Jimmy and Jacqueline Glenn make videos on Mrs. Midwest. I have to point out too, whenever I do response videos to things, they are actually very important to me because mm -hmm. I, I think you and I are completely aligned on the fact that we don't believe toxic messaging should sit in a public space or forum like YouTube and just be allowed yeah. to sit there without any dissenting voices. Right. So some people are like, oh, you're just supposed to be a nice Christian and you should not be commenting on other people. And why are you dragging other Christians? And I'm like, I'm not dragging other Christians just because I'm saying that they are lying to you about family planning. You know, like I right. just don't think those ideas can sit there. And I went through a lot of Mrs. Midwest's videos and we are going to go and review her video on masculinity and how to draw in a masculine man. We're going to go through that together point by point and see where we agree or disagree on that one. Yeah. But um, in general, I didn't initially have many qualms with what she was saying. Mrs. Midwest definitely presents herself as leading her own life and simply being accessible for those that desire to live a similar lifestyle. Where our big disagreement here comes in is I, I believe that there is adequate evidence that I presented in my own video that she is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And this is something that coming from Mormonism is so ingrained in me to recognize the concept of 
I'm going to draw you in with these lovely things. But if you actually find yourself going down our path, suddenly you're extremely indoctrinated. And I think when you follow her path down and you expand into the resources that she follows, you end up with the people like the transformed wife, Stefan Molyneux, girl to find. You presented some solid evidence that changed my mind. Uh, let's just say that. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> that'll be our little tease. Um, yeah. So we're going to get into that in the end. First, I don't know if you guys have ever been pregnant, but I'm sorry. I'm moving constantly because I'm so dang uncomfortable. I'm going to move all the yeah. time. I feel that I could, I could just address <sighs> this now, finally, now that it's closing in. So for anybody who's still somehow wondering, the child is not my son. You are not. <laughs> just so you know. So before we dive into Mrs. Midwest and review one of her videos together, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Jimmy and my relationship. What would you say that we agree on the most? I think the reason why we get along so well is I have no doubt that when I watch the news and I see injustice, the reaction I have to it is almost certainly the same. I think when you see kids in cages at the border, you feel the way I, see, I feel when I see kids in cages at the border. I think when, when you see mistreatment of minority groups, whether they are, are sexual minorities, gender minorities, racial minorities, that you feel the same way I feel when I see those injustices. As I've said many times, I don't actually care who believes in God. I care how people treat other people and what their motivations for treating them like that are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think I would articulate it the exact same way because there are a lot of misconceptions about both atheists and Christians. And that is that either side is just full of a bunch of a-holes or yeah. a bunch of wonderful people that are doing really good work. And the truth is that we're both, both groups of people are on the scale of doing oh, yeah. terrible things and being terrible people or doing wonderful things and being wonderful people. And our, beliefs in whether or not there's a God, whether or not there's a Jesus actually don't inform the way we walk through the world as much as it perhaps should. I want to say that I empathize when people are not on the path of progressive Christianity, where they're actually accepting these ideas, or they still do believe they have to cling to homosexuality being a sin. And even the way that I've said that would be very offensive to people like clinging to it. It's like, no, yeah. it's in the Bible. And this is what I have to believe. And I'm doing well by you, by informing you that being queer and identifying that way is upsetting God and will lead you to hell. Or you identifying as an atheist is making you risk eternal damnation. And if I'm such a good friend to you, shouldn't I be reminding you that you're at risk of eternal damnation. And I've, I've been from that history too. Like I remember crying myself to sleep at night because my cousin was identified as a Buddhist at the time. And yes. I was so worried about her going to hell. I've never seen my ideas enforced on anyone else as beneficial. And I have seen people come to God or come to that belief just by the example that I've led. I, I get what you're saying when you say you empathize. And I'd say I have the most baseline empathy for them. But I think what's more important to me is uh, 
I, I understand that I used to believe a similar way. Because uh, you were I, Mormon. Right, I was Mormon. But it, rather than empathy, I would say that I try to maintain the position, they're not irredeemable. Like, they have these beliefs, and I have contempt for their beliefs. Mm. Uh, depending on to what level they act out, for example, if they act out violently on those beliefs, then I have contempt for the person. But as long as they're nonviolent, usually I don't. Um, may, with the exception of certain culty pastors uh, who are why I'm now wearing a pumpkin shirt. Yeah. Um, but, and inciting other people to react right. with violence and hatred, et cetera. Right, right. Or, or uh, advocating for that eventuality. Uh, but I, I just try to maintain the, yes, they're terrible. So was I. I need to believe they're not irredeemable because if they are, then even though I think I'm a better person now and I'm living a much better life than I was, uh, if they're irredeemable, what does that make me? A lot of people come on my channel when they are a dissenting voice, an anti-God is great type of person. They'll say, um, look, all these atheists that are watching you are just proof that you are not a Christian because, you know, these people feel safe and comfortable in this space. And the other thing that's said often is that without the Bible, we would have no moral structure. So if someone is an atheist, how can they possibly share, you know, a moral compass or where would they even get their morality from? As far as the first question, it, I mean, it's weird coming from an atheist, I get to say that, but that seems like the most absurd argument because wouldn't a Jesus-focused message draw an atheist be like the wet dream of, <laughs> of, of missionary work? Like I am, I am... God is at the center of my message, but atheists are listening to it. Wouldn't that be like the thing to do? I think that we have both brought people to each other, you and I. For some people who are going to make it to atheism, they might take a stop off at progressive Christianity on their way out. But I also think that people going into Christianity might be coming in uh, uh, your direction. I hope I'm winning the numbers, you know, but that's not important. Regarding where our morality would come from, people will often say like, well, if there's no God, then we'd just be out murdering. I do the exact amount of murder and that I want to, which is none, because evolution has granted me this wonderful brain that has been able to work off of the wisdom of generation after generation, building up on an understanding of the universe and the concept of all of us being together and to build toward more positive societies. And as far as a base goes, we, like most other mammals, have this empathy, hardwire into our heart and sympathy, hardwire into our brains. This is why we get along. This is why it's all good. Find your commonalities. Everybody likes mashed potatoes. Start there. Exactly. Okay, so let's get back into Mr. No, Mr. Midwest. Ooh, next t-shirt. <laughs> my, uh, my alter ego coming out. I'm actually really interested to dive in this video with you because you are identified as a male. And this video is all about masculinity and how to draw in a masculine man. And are you ignoring me on your phone? I'm pulling up the video. <laughs> 
Okay, I forgive you. But this video is all about being a masculine man and I want to hear from your perspective and then the perspective yep. of a cisgendered straight woman too. Yep. There is a lot about a masculine man that draws me in that I wanted to have in my own relationships. So I'd be interested yep. to dive in. But first I need to address where I have my tail between my legs and that is in Mrs. Midwest's likes on Twitter. I mean, I spent an exorbitant amount of time on her channel, watching a bunch of videos, kind of really trying to find something that would offend yeah. me or rub me the wrong way. And there was the gender stereotyping that I really hated because it was very minimizing in certain ways. The inherent grouping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, that I outwardly didn't like, and I expressed that in my video, but mm. I didn't even think to go on Twitter and see what was going on. And what's going on is yeah. liking a transform wife, transformed wife tweet. Stefan Molyneux, who comes from the non-religious world, but is a quote unquote race realist. And also a person who uh, is sort of trying to promote these, what he believes is rooted in biology. So he will compare uh, uh, gender roles to like other animals. Um, he trying to promote this concept of traditional femininity and male hunter gatherers versus he he's a, he's a piece of crap. Uh, there was also other individuals who, and this was something I found out since then. Uh, one of the people she was retweeting is basically this incel leader. One of his tweets that she had retweeted out, not just liked but retweeted, was. Uh, men don't care about your promotion. Men don't care about your career. Men don't care about blah, 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 blah. Men care about you being feminine. So be feminine. Thank God I had very little accountability on the internet and social media when I was more fundamentalist and yeah. on that, on that side of things. But I remember I pulled this quote that I really loved. I don't remember what it was. And then later on, I realized that it was attributed and from Ann Coulter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was happens. like, I was so embarrassed because I feel right. like I put it on MySpace or something. And then right. I figured out who it was from and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. But, yeah. um, yeah, so I have that experience every time I want to say the phrase, okay, great, but facts don't care about your feelings. Well, now I can't say that because that's Ben Shapiro's tagline. And I think he's the worst. That is the complicated thing to me too, because I don't want to give her a million excuses, whatever. Yeah. But I do know the feeling of finding a quote from someone, maybe you have no idea who they are, or maybe right. no idea who it's attributed to. And it resonates with you. The one about men don't care about any of your right. accomplishments except your femininity is just gross by nature. And I'm, I am surprised that she would retweet something like that. But then there's I, other well, ones that are just like more low key. And you're like, I understand why she thought that. Maybe did she not know who the source was? I believe in giving charitable reasons or, or, or charitable readings. But I, and I even said in my thing, like if it was a couple, sure. If it was an isolated tweet, maybe she saw a retweet of a retweet. Yeah. But going through, like, she she retweeted the transform wife like yesterday right. since my video came out right. um uh, it, it it was it wasn't that i wanted to show people who she is behind the scenes and i went into what is her own twitter activity like what is the thing she's following and supporting and so again even if it had been like 
two transform wife thing and one Lauren Chen. I would be like, you know, broken clocks are right twice a day. Maybe it's fine. But it was thing after thing. It was like after like, retweet after retweet. And it is, it is very clear to me that specifically the type of femininity she is advocating for, she could just reroute people to the transform wife. Right. Ideally, if you follow her way of life, that's who you're going to end up with. These are the people you're going to look up to as mentors. All jokes aside, I do think that's a very big deal. I think it's Mm -hmm. a very big deal to imagine a 19-year-old super feminine girl that loves pink, that is inspired by this channel, choosing to follow her on Twitter, and then finding one of those crappy pieces that the transformed wife writes about, which is like non-consensual sex within your marriage and having no education because that's what men value and having no sense of pleasure because you don't deserve it. And you know, that is a huge problem. And I do think that Mrs. Midwest should step back and be like, wait, can I promote and back up everything that this person is saying? Because I have to imagine that I'm routing these people to something that is very dangerous. Again, I come from Mormonism. I think her approach is the same as theirs. Every step of the way, would you consent to this ritual? Would you decide to believe this thing? Do you believe this? Every step of the way, they present you with this idea of choice while they're indoctrinating you. And also, if you think about it, I consider myself a very feminine woman. And the majority of my friends, the majority of partners I have, have all said I'm extraordinarily feminine. And the fact that I feel alienated constantly from the Mrs. Midwest channel for not abiding by certain rules and regulations that I believe she thinks femininity is really about just goes to show that it's not an inclusive femininity we're talking about. We are talking about something more specific, which is being submissive. All right, shall we watch this video together? Let's do it. Today, we are going to be discussing how to spot a masculine man. With phrases like toxic masculinity being thrown around, I think it can be very easy for masculine men to go into hiding, but they do still exist. Just like with feminine women, we have boisterous feminine women, we have shy feminine women, and we have everything in between. The same goes for masculine men. You're not going to find the same personality on all masculine men. But just as the nurturing spirit is what unites all feminine women together under one umbrella, there are qualities about masculinity that unite all masculine men, regardless of their individual traits. To begin, the concept of femininity and masculinity are also kind of made up. Right. Uh, uh, masculinity, those things that we should be addressing as masculine are things that typically, if you, if you split up two groups of people, usually on the basis of sex, typically males will often be drawn to these traits more frequently than females are drawn to these traits, these kinds of things. And that is what we have determined was the spectrum of feminine to masculine. And there is nothing in one or the other that is set. There is nothing you can lack and not still be masculine or nothing that you have to have to be masculine. And there at the end, she literally says there is that regardless 
of what the difference personality-wise is between masculine man A and masculine man B, that there are always these things, these specific masculine traits that masculine men will have. I'm like, okay, you're acknowledging that there are different personality traits that uh, someone can have but Mm. in those personalities if a guy is shy and not willing to speak up then he immediately swings to the feminine side on this stereotypical scale right women constantly in the evangelical church when boisterous have been called jezebels and told to quiet down if she's a fan of the transformed wife i guarantee you the transformed wife doesn't like a boisterous woman and wouldn't consider right. her feminine. If you could come up with an objective standard of what is masculine and what is feminine, on current today's standards, we can't figure out which would go where, because we're also ignoring the concept of access. The concept of being a leader right now is still more typically ascribed to men. Right. But the access and ability for women to be leaders is new. That's a new thing that we as a society allow women to do. And we're finding out that more and more of them not only want to be leaders, but are competent leaders. And so the idea that that means leadership is masculine, we don't even know because we haven't offered the access until recently. And in many parts of the world, we still don't. How can we even determine what is masculine and feminine anymore? And I feel... Like people in in the traditional school of thought, people that want a quote traditional marriage or relationship would buck that and be really afraid to hear it and call me, you know, whatever, the gamut of names to discredit the way that I feel or believe about that. But the ironic thing to me is that I feel like I am in many ways in a quite... I'm the feminine, my boyfriend is the masculine kind of relationship. Like, and at the same time, I know that she wouldn't credit me as a feminine woman because I also am very committed to a career and to working. And if I make more money than my boyfriend, he's welcome to stay at home and raise our kid and be, you know, stay at home dad or whatever. Like, and that makes him yeah. less masculine and that makes me more, it's just like, it it's doesn't. Also, you, could, you can take a, all these things apart and play word games with them if you want to switch what they are. Uh, like with the career thing, if you want to make the career thing now sound feminine, you can talk about, well, they're drawn to this because they're drawn to uh, being the structural difference in a family and they're just doing that at career. Or for the masculine thing, imparting wisdom is supposed to be masculine. So uh, a father who stays at home and spends a lot of time teaching their kids thing is still doing very, in other words, it's all meaningless and it depends on which side <laughs> right. of it you come from. I know women who are incredible leaders who feel feminine in their leadership. They feel, ju- they feel like they are feminine people and they feel that it validates their femininity. And yeah. so then people are coming along and saying, well, that's got to be an illusion because leadership has to be masculine. And again, if you, if you can make up that, that, that example I gave at the beginning, you can take all of these apart and render these concepts meaningless by just changing your approach to whether it is masculine or feminine. Yeah. Like if yeah. I'm nurturing people in the workplace, then I'm right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the next part. Masculinity embodies strength of will, 
responsibility, ambition, independence, and confidence. So let's begin with strength of will. Well, this is that masculine fortitude, strength, and power that leads masculine men to do extremely difficult or challenging tasks. Masculine strength of will is what builds empires and infrastructure digs ditches and roads. The strength of will is that masculine spirit that you are going to push through until you are done. It allows him to lead, provide, and protect. Firm in the face of crisis, tragedy, and danger. Now this is when I have to make an admission, which is that I found the through line of every man I've ever seriously dated is a man that I feel I could survive the apocalypse with. In other words, a bit of what she's describing, somebody that is not afraid to face battle, not afraid to pick up. And like, in that way, I do want to be a woman. Like sometimes I want to be this cliche feminine woman and sit back. I think it was Kevin Hart that has a joke where he's like, you know, women, you want all this femininity, you want all this power, but the moment this place goes up in flames, you're looking at your man and you're like, now what? (laughs) And in a way, that is where I see gender roles at play in my own life or in my own desires. And I'm a product of my time. Like I understand things are shifting and changing, but that is something that I have to admit that I relate to or that I think in some way, like, yeah, I would want a partner like that. And I would want to fall then into this somewhat submissive place and be like, it's the apocalypse. What are we doing? My man. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think that's a very liberal use of the word submission. I think in any relationship, there are strengths of each partner and saying, Hey, this is your section of whatever i don't i wouldn't necessarily use that that kind of feminine to masculine idea of of submissiveness because i think that just generally happens but if you consider first of all these aren't just things that she's saying are masculine traits these are the hallmarks of masculinity and so when they uh, uh, strength of will confidence um uh, uh leaders protectors independence these are not exclusive to masculine people strength of what and additionally there's something again if you just consider the inverse so for example a person who suffers ptsd uh because they were out over at war uh may now no longer be able to what i'm trying to remember what it was firm in the face of danger and now they hear fireworks and it makes them terrified we're going to label that action, I suppose, as feminine, feminine or at least non-masculine. It's, it's the, the inverse implication. With a lot of things, if you just go with what the inverse implication is, you're, you're stretching if a person isn't presenting a binary. But she is presenting a binary. Right. As a person, I am, I am pansexual. I am attracted to most people. Uh, uh, or at least uh, <laughs> there's, I shouldn't say most people. There isn't a birth trait. You, you have could no have. standards. Yeah, your your gender, your gender, your race, uh, uh, any of these things aren't going to affect, aren't going to be disqualifiers for me being attracted to you. Generally, though, uh, I describe myself as gyno-romantic. So as far as romantic relationships go in, I tend to be attracted to 
more feminine people. So even in the men I date, I like more what we would consider more typically feminine men. Uh, uh, and, and then the same goes with women. However, with women, I am very attracted to strong-willed, whatever that actual phrase means, because if you really think hard on it, it doesn't mean much, but we at least have an idea of it. To strong-willed women, I'm especially attracted to women who have the level of independence. So where you say, I'm attracted to a man who I could survive the apocalypse with, I'm attracted to women who can survive without me, who don't (laughs) need me. We make each other better, but apart, we can still survive. Uh, uh, Well, to that point too, like as a person that's about to become a mother, if my man is not in the vicinity when the, the apocalypse hits, I am going to take on that whole responsibility and I will rise up and I will do what I have to do. And I don't think that makes me less feminine. It's just a part of my character. I mean, quick aside, besides the Twitter likes that are appalling, um, Mm. is there a way that this could be presented? Is there a way this channel could thrive and exist and say similar things or, or encourage people in this, you know, this desirable dynamic for certain kinds of people. For a woman that does want to be submissive and feminine and invite a provider into her life, you know, is there a way that yeah. she could present this channel that would be more nuanced, less alienating, etc.? Probably, but I would say, and you probably won't love this part. It's difficult to do that when clearly what you are drawing from and where it's coming from is a book written by men for men to keep women serving them. Uh, What's the name of that book? Yeah, it's the Bible. (laughs) Uh, I think it would be hard to make a Christian, how to be a Christian housewife channel uh, and not quickly draw people that way. Right. Uh, and so could it exist? Probably, possibly. I'm even just speaking about the parts that I think you acknowledge are problematic and right. you've, you have to put a lot of work into um, maybe changing the way people read those things. When that is the base, that's that's real, real hard to be like, I don't know, to get away from. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's keep going. Let your masculine man take risks and come out on top. All right, the next part of a masculine man is earned confidence. Masculine men are confident in their beliefs, opinions, life paths, and personalities. If a man has confidence despite never overcoming anything, he might come across as cocky. The confidence of masculine men does often result in men who are not afraid of offending us, the fairer sex. While this can be quite frustrating to many modern women, I personally find this trait very attractive. That's real dumb to me. (laughs) Like confidence in your beliefs, confidence in your opinions, Again, consider the inverse. Women, don't be confident in your beliefs or opinions or you're masculine now. And then the like, the uh, um, not afraid of offending us. I find that most of the people that are like, listen, I just say it how it is. I don't care if it offends anybody. They're just like, listen, I'm an asshole and I just want to be an asshole. 
I'm not going to speak in a way that communicates to anybody. You either take it or you leave it. It's basically like advocating for non-diplomacy. That's stupid to me. Well, the triggering thing for me in that was when she said most modern women don't accept this and they don't like it, which to me, the unspoken thing that's implied is that the way he's criticizing is in the ways that the wife or the woman is exercising masculinity or trying to be boisterous or too much or trying to assert herself when it's not her place. Yeah. And that's a huge assumption, but that's what it sounds like when she brings up modern women, because she's often generalizing in, I mean, I pulled a clip when in my video where she's saying they, and they wanted us and they said this, and we were both right. like, who's they? Yeah. And that is really how I feel. So at the same time, it's like, okay, modern women, you're talking about me because I'm progressive and I don't have a traditional relationship. And for me, yes, if a man told me I had to be quiet, I couldn't work, I needed to wear more girly outfits and worry about my femininity more, that would definitely be a criticism that I wouldn't accept. On the other hand, I have no fear of constructive criticism at all. My relationship with my partner thrives off of his brutal honesty. Right, (laughs) but are you, does that mean... Because in her world, if, if her world existed, the, this ideal world, that relationship you're referring to, you would be required, basically, to accept his criticism with an expectation that you never return it, that you don't, that he does not have to be open to what you might think would improve his life your relationship, whatever else. Well, I don't want to make that assumption just because I actually did love this video that I pulled that I ended up putting up on my channel in my video where she does talk about how being feminine doesn't mean you're laying down and you're taking any sort of abuse, etc. I do think in practice, a lot of these traditional relationships are not as abusive or black and white as they're presented online like you can present one thing like here's the ideal but when the rubber meets the road and you're a woman and you want your child to go to a specific preschool and your husband is fighting you on that she's probably going to keep fighting because it's like the best thing for her child etc so i don't know i don't want to assume that she's just going to back down out of principle well, I don't think she does actually in practice. Clearly, there's a contradiction in words here and a contradiction in actions. She is saying this is a masculine trait, but advocates for that trait within feminine women otherwise. Well, Which I know. She doesn't really <laughs> believe it. I know. There are a yeah. lot of contradictions. And again, that is why I have my tail between my legs on who she promotes via her Twitter, because those people are more black and white woman, shut up, sit down. Right. I don't know why she's promoting them because she does not seem to live strictly that way. She does seem to have a pretty balanced view of things in her own self. And I wish she would just promote that. Whereas I just see it as the same dishonesty we've seen in how she represents the outside. I think that her views and who she clearly supports shows she is more supportive of the incel ideal as far as in theory regardless of what she actually does in practice 
Well, and it's hard for me to argue with you when I'm seeing her likes and her retweets. The next part of a masculine man is responsibility and independence. I think that men can be masculine without ever having children, but the key is that if they do have children, they take on that responsibility with their strength of will and confidence. I just want to very quickly say, are women not allowed to have children and still be considered feminine? I I think, I mean, the biblical view as far as from fundamentalism and the people who uh, she supports and agrees with is that to be a godly woman, having children is required of you. Uh, And you definitely had, even Girl Defined has backed off of that lately because one of them, I'm not trying to talk shit about that part of their life. I feel bad for them because I know they want it. One of them can't have children. And so they are trying to reassess what these messages seem to mean because they've gone their entire life feeling like that's God's will for me. That's what I have to do. Yeah. Uh, And I'm not pulling this out of nowhere either. Like I've said a million times, I come from this background as well. I was definitely told and believed that having children was a crucial part of my existence in this world. I just thought it was interesting that she made uh, the distinction that a man wouldn't be responsible in that same way, but he could still be masculine without yeah, that. without having the kids. Masculine men take responsibility for what they've done in their life and they don't expect other people to clean up after them. Masculine men are not afraid of responsibility because they're not afraid of commitment. They know who they are and they take on that commitment willingly. Good people, if they commit to something, keep to their commitments. It has nothing to do with masculinity. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, she does say that the equivalent is true for a woman, that a woman needs to take responsibility, that she says that's what separates girls from women and boys from men. Okay. Your ability to take responsibility. And how is this a list of exclusively masculine traits? By the way, I don't disagree that some of these traits are things that you should look for in a partner. You should look for partners who maintain their commitments. This categorical grouping that is clearly absurd. When I dipped my toe into the channel, I found some positive messages that I could take in that did remind me of this more typically feminine side that I would definitely like to tap into more that I'm becoming a mother. And I have been doing that in a lot more ways, inviting more women into my life, learning how to cook more things, like all of these nurturing qualities. And dipping my toe into her was nice for that reason. But again, the problem comes in with all of the confusion that this could potentially bring to a young person or someone that's just more impressionable when they are watching YouTube. Why are we saying that it has to be in a binary one way or another? Why are we saying ambition is attributed to men? Being a man is not the same as being a woman. Being a woman is all about nurturing and developing and growing. Whereas masculinity is truly about overcoming and leveling up. All masculine men have ambition. Ultimately, a man who always shows up for work and does his best is ambitious. Which, by the way, Jacqueline brings this up, having a YouTube channel is incredibly ambitious. Right. And she's doing it well, and she's got her taglines, and she's got her pretty pictures up. You know, she is obviously doing it in a very savvy way. A a few of the traits she said, these are all masculine. Leadership. Having a talking head YouTube style channel, sure, you can make cat videos. You're not a leader. You are 
taking a group of people and giving them life advice, telling them how to live their life. Guess what, Kate? You're a leader. You Mm -hmm. are in a position of leadership. You're growing a channel and you're celebrating your uh, uh, growth. I just saw your post about celebrating hitting 100,000 subscribers. Therefore, you are ambitious. You're in front of a camera sharing your beliefs. A masculine man is confident in belief. Mrs. Midwest, you are apparently the husband I have been looking for. (laughs) Next clip. Yeah. (laughs) let him pursue you. Masculine men like achieving and building in their life. He's going to want to achieve, pursue, and work for your affection, attention, whatever. Show that you're friendly, open, and available, but let him make the move. She is reinforcing that idea of like, yeah, you know, find out if she likes you by trying to kiss her. That's not good. (laughs) But Well, she didn't say that. It reinforces that kind of thinking. No, I don't. I don't. I advocate I have to, for open communication, not this like. No, I, I advocate for open and, and uh, communication too. The problem is, I'll go back to living in LA. It actually is very frustrating, and always has been frustrating for me and my cisgender girlfriends, uh, straight girlfriends that are looking for a man. It's very, very rare to get hit on in this city for some reason. It's very rare that a man will approach me, ask me out, anything. A lot of us do openly discuss how much we wish men would take that gendered masculine role and just have the confidence to walk up and say something to us or ask us on a date. Yeah, and I think I what see. she's saying is that a typical man that wants a very feminine woman will be the kind of guy that will do that. I think that while I get what you're saying you want for, the culture that that's resulted in has led to more hurt, abuse, and crappy situations than good ones. So I do think that we as a society have been changing uh, the way those dynamics work, and we're still figuring it out. And sure, there are people who, uh, there are situations where if you show a little more confidence, it's going to do a little better for you. But again, this like culture of, of this is how the men get the women has led much more to that sort of incel culture where it's like, I deserve women because I do this. Somebody has to make their move, but it seems like the, this is the role of men and this is what must happen. And I actually think that that's where the Me Too stuff comes from was people going, I'm the man, I go get the woman because those were the understood roles in society. I mean, you bring up really good points. I know that that's what gets incels and MGTOW guys going. They're like, oh, you want all of this uh, power and you want all of this prestige and you want all these masculine qualities, but then you just want to sit back and have the privilege of a man ask you out. And it's like, yes, I know I'm a walking contradiction. I get it. You know, like I understand. And at the end of the day, I hit on my partner because, like I said, I'm just accustomed to men in my particular city, in my vicinity, not approaching me if they're interested. I'll take cues. I'll right. see looks. I'll, I'll get eyes and I'll be like, okay, I think I can walk up to him and say something because, you know, but I don't know. I, I think so when you're saying make the moves. I get, I think I get what you're saying and asking out, asking a person out, if it's in an appropriate setting, 
if it's if it's your employee at work, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but if it's in the appropriate setting, that isn't in and of itself a traumatic experience. For everybody who had a move made and it was the right move and it's great, awesome. And I get how good and validating that feels. The problem is all of the, oh, I misinterpreted the signal and put my hand up her skirt people who are justifying that kind of crap. That's sure. I mean, I think you're taking a few leaps with the material that we are being given. <laughs> Again, because I know But hers, I validate what you're saying at the same because time. Because I know where her feelings are coming from. I think this is the culture she is trying to reinforce, which if you aren't from, I don't know how into incel stuff you've gotten. If you're not familiar with the stuff that's in there, it's violent and disgusting. No. And I'm sure she doesn't believe all of that, but the fact that that's where she is aligning herself and these are the people who she considers allies is extremely distressing. I'm saying the culture and in context with everything she's promoting, that's what it leads to. No, I, I agree. The alignments are, are crazy. And that is the, the main source of conflict for me. Because on the surface, what she's saying yeah. is very simple to me. And as a woman just watching it on the surface, I'm like, yeah, I do wish men would ask me out. And I do think, you know, that would be super sexy. I also think she's advocating for playing games, but that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Guys like to beat around the bush. They like to party. They like to do whatever. Maybe they'll tell you they like you, but they kind of want you to ask them out. Those aren't masculine men. Modern women have grown very used to men who are very soft. Julia. Oh, cut in. Oh. Yes. Many women love soft men. But for us feminine women, do I need to say more? No. The binary? The, oh my goodness. It's, she's self-defeating. Should, we should have just, just put every one of her points and then played that clip and we're good. Yes. Call it a day. Putting a hat on a hat at this point. And again, modern women, she's talking about me like, oh no. I'm no. sorry that, yes, I would love to see my partner cry when I give birth and I will not consider him less of a man for doing so. It would be my pleasure to see softness. I'm trying to remember what I remember uh, uh, hearing stories that were like there are only three occasions men are allowed to cry when uh, at the birth of their firstborn son, I'm pretty sure it was specifically okay. son, uh -huh. at the death of their father mm -hmm. and when they give away their daughter at, for marriage and yeah. to your point we're not even addressing and let's not even do it the how difficult these masculine stereotypes are for men mm -hmm. she's saying we don't like soft you know you can't get a woman like me if you're a soft guy you know men are allowed to be emotional and we need to be welcoming in a culture and raising boys that are not afraid to cry you know it's, it's just yeah. My dad is a wonderful man. I love him so much. He's in his 70s. He comes from a very harsh generation. And he used to tell my brother, I'll give you something to cry about. The irony is that most of the traits she is, that she is associating with masculinity and even the things that you can traditionally say are masculine are traits of mine. Besides the fact that I will have sex with men and that I have long hair, other than that, I, uh, I enjoy a good brawl. I don't really cry. I'm obviously ambitious. I tend to be the person who makes the moves. 
I am trying to build this career thing. <laughs> You're I doubt describing I'm very me. <laughs> nurturing. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, uh, I, all these things that she traditionally thinks are masculine. And I'm here to tell you, it's all bull crap. And regardless of the fact that I, a cis male, I would call myself almost somewhat gender apathetic. I don't have that strong experience that a lot of people have of I'm a woman or I'm a man. I'm just kind of, I'm a human, but I have all of those traits that are traditionally masculine. And I'm here to advocate for a person is not less of a man if they're more nurturing and you're not less of a woman if you have a YouTube channel where you have all of those traits that you just listed, Mrs. Midwest. You want to be complimentary, not adversity in their life. Ultimately, focus on encouraging the men in your life to thrive into their masculinity and always pursue personal excellence. Have a wonderful and blessed day, my sisters, and stay feminine. Yeah, I think being a counterpart that does not bring adversity to someone's life is... Yeah. crucially important, I believe. And I see a lot in these biblical role churches that women are considered to be adverse to their partner by just presenting who they are as human beings, who God innately made them to be. I am made to be an outspoken woman who wants a career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that we've brought up. In conclusion, I'm glad we broke this down. I thought it was an interesting video to break down. I hope no one feels being harsh or judgmental. I think it's just worth noting that I'm a feminine woman that feels a bit alienated from a channel that is speaking in such binary tones about things that I think, (laughs) hi. (laughs) this is van and i think that her twitter likes are very damaging and the where where she might lead you and who she might encourage you to follow is very damaging she made that one video that said no one should be in an abusive relationship transformed wife promotes abuse constantly so it's like be who you are and say what you are do what you're doing but look more deeply into who you're promoting. If I'm accidentally liking quotes from people that are really damaging and someone calls it out, I'm deleting it. Am I, I'm turning red and I'm ashamed that I didn't dive in more deeply. So, and then if she's aware of what these people are promoting, that's even scarier to me. I agree with the statement. Don't be in an abusive relationship. But what does she consider abuse? There's definitely things she's not considering abuse if she supports people like Lori, like the transform wife. And that is it. Thank you, beautiful people, if you made it all the way to the end. I really pray and hope that what you've gleaned from this conversation is just that things are really complicated, first of all. I obviously don't have very set opinions on things. I like having conversations where both parties are open and you're just expressing yourselves and challenging each other. I hope we've encouraged you to have more diplomatic and loving conversations at your holiday tables. Anything else in conclusion, Jimmy? Uh, Don't feel invalidated in your femininity or masculinity because Mrs. Midwest told you that you have something from the other list. Amen. Completely agree. Amen. And that's it. We love you guys. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends, go check out Jimmy's channel, but don't lose your faith. <laughs> it's okay. Lose it. No, we love, we you, love all. you all. God and bless. And off bless.